Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to the Carl Hutchinson Podcast. I'm your host, Carl Hutchinson. How are you doing? Thank you all so very much. Everybody who's listened so far, I'm over the moon. Uh, I've got. A l- I'm feeling very positive today. I really am. I. Uh, I've just. I'm just in Stafford. I'm back from the gym. Did a good old workout. Lily's back at nursery now, so she's. She's got like she goes to her grands on a Wednesday. Nursery Thursday Friday. So I've started to get a bit of fitness back. So I'm feeling good. Walk to the gym. I did a 5k run, but in the middle of the 5k run, I did interval sprints on an incline of two. And then you've got about half a K afterwards, after you've done your interval sprints, a 2K warm-up, interval sprints, dead boringness, and then you've got half a K. And then, so I did that, did a load of weights, did 100 burpees, and I'm feeling, feeling good, feeling positive. I know people already are going, oh, why don't you get off a treadmill and, and try it on, on land? Because it's not a proper run. If it's on a treadmill, well, I'm in a different town and city <laughs> every single day. I'm not just gonna run aimlessly around a town or city. I don't like a like a lion who's escaped from the zoo. So I'm, I'm happy doing what I'm doing. And then I thought I'll treat myself to a, a subway. I thought, you know what? I deserve a subway. I haven't had one for a while. My you right? Okay, what's your subway? I used to get chicken teriyaki, but I think it's too inconsistent. Sometimes you either go and they've got the chicken and the teriyaki and it's all made up, and other times you go and it's just that dry chicken. And they've got to go around the back and put the that big tub of sauce on it. And I'll be honest, I don't know which one is mankier. Uh, but you have to be able to have that, enjoy that hot. And that's a whole thing. I mean, now that I'm a dad, I don't really care about hot food anymore. But I definitely used to. And a chicken teriyaki, you have to have hot. And by the time you get back to the hotel or by the time you get back to the gig, it's not hot anymore. But So my old one was chicken teriyaki. My new one was... A turkey and ham on brown bread with um, some light mayo. Um, that was me. That was me go-to for a while. Very boring, but if you're gonna get Subway, that's probably the healthiest one to get. And then I thought, you know what? I think I deserve something proper. I've just done a dirty workout. I'm gonna get an Italian BMT on Italian herbs and cheese. All the salad, sweet onion sauce, 
maybe get some Doritos, put put them in the... Thanks for all the crisp chat, by the way. Put the Doritos in the sandwich. Problem was the day. Do you know when you go into a subway sometimes and there's just like... It's like the land, the ti- like time stands still. There were like three people in front of us and nothing moved for 10 minutes. And you go, okay, no worries, that's like... And you get to the front and you realize, like, I don't know what they were ordering. It was this couple, right? I don't know what they were ordering, but it was like, they just continuously, constantly seemed to be adding to the order. Like, they had the sandwiches, like, all bagged up. And then it was like, oh, and can we have... And they were, they were having to go to the start all over again and hold everyone up. People were getting hash browns, right? If Right, I'm sorry. If you're getting a, <laughs> if you're getting a hash brown... I've just had a coffee. I think that's why I'm up a height. If you're getting a hash brown at Subway... You need your head looked at, right? I'm sorry. I'm judging you. I'm looking down on you. That's the way it is. Now, he's making, this guy's making me Italian BMT. A hot take as well. I'm going to have this cold as well. I'm going to have an Italian BMT cold, and and I'm just going to have it whenever uh, during the day. That was the plan. Didn't happen because he's got, he puts the ham down. He started in negative equity with us, all right? Because uh, he puts the ham down first. Now, if you've ever had an Italian BMT, you know, it's three bits of ham. It's a foot long, three bits of ham, and you fold it over, right? He didn't do that. He did two bits, and he just laid them flat, like he was tucking them in for bed at night. So I was like, right, okay, well, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lose me mind over one bit of ham, am I? New you, you're trying to be a positive you, you're trying to break bad habits. Old Carl, I could feel Old Carl just coming out as well. I was like, no, come on, come on. And then when he leaned over, he put the, he put the other two bits, Italian be- ham, and then whatever them two manky ones are. That's fine, right? But whatever they are, they they went down as well. And then he leaned over to get their hash browns. But the problem is, when he leaned over, I swear, like, a lot of his T-shirt and a bit of his fleece were just resting on my open sandwich. Oh, by the way, I've, I've hurt myself many times now saying sandwich. Sophie always has a go at us for saying sandwich. Apparently, you're meant to go sandwich. Fine, okay, whatever. But I just want you to know I can hear it as well. <laughs> he leaned over, honestly, he leaned over. Italian BMT. It was like Italian BMT plus... T-shirt plus fleece. And right then and there, old call came out. I was trying my best and I didn't say anything. You want, I'm not going to shout at him that you don't want to be known as the guy who shouts at people in Subway again, right? So <laughs> I just I just walked out. I was like, I'm not. And I, and I felt instantly bad. I felt instant. I didn't shout. I didn't swear. I didn't have a go at anyone. I just thought, you know what? I'm all right for a sandwich where half of these clothes have been put on. I'm willing to accept Half the responsibility. If you're in Stafford and you work in the subway and you go, who was that lunatic, all sweaty from the gym, who ordered an Italian BMT and then he walked out? That's the reason why. I hope it's not keeping you up at night. I'm sure it's not. I'm sorry for walking out, but you accept some responsibility that you tried to put half of your clothes in me sandwich. But that's it. Done. All right, well, I've climbed down from that a little, but thank you so much. All of the feedback that I've got, it's so positive. I'm absolutely loving it. I'm just here in a hotel room by myself, on tour, didn't know how it was going to get received, and I'm honestly, I'm over the moon. And um, somebody said I'm 18. I got, I got up to as high as 18 on the Apple Comedy category charts, and as I'm recording this, you just broke me into the top 200 overall podcasts in Spotify. So that's a, that's a great start. I don't know what I was expecting, so that's fantastic. So thank you all very, very much. I think I'm responsible for a lot of people's consumption of knickknacks and discos, I've been told. I got a few messages as well saying, Carl, you forgot about French fries, Worcester sauce flavour. I will, I'll give you that one. And speaking of Worcester sauce, 
I was just in Sheffield last night, and <laughs> I think already I'm, I'm annoying everybody in Sheffield. Yeah, and said it on stage. I've said it before. I can't tell the difference between Worcester sauce and the condiment that Sheffield herald as the second coming, apparently, the Henderson's relish. And if there's anyone listening now from Sheffield, I know you you are blowing a gasket. You, How dare you not be able to tell the condiments? Well, you know, I challenge you to a blind taste test, right? A bit of cheese on toast, whatever you would put Worcester sauce on. And I'm calling it Worcester sauce because that's the main... I, I consumed a whole bottle of Henderson's relish once, not, not in one go. It wasn't like a dare or anything, but I had a whole bottle... And I went through it. It wasn't until the very end I looked at it, because the packaging's so similar as well. And it wasn't until I looked at it, I went, ah, yeah, it turns out that wasn't Worcester sauce. But honestly, you say that in Sheffield, you, you would have thought you said the world was flat. Well, actually, no, that's not a good example, is it? A lot of people do believe that, actually. You know, I would love to see a, a Venn diagram between flat earthers and people who say there's a difference between Henderson's relish and Worcester sauce. <laughs> but Sheffield, you've got so much. I was in Sheffield last night. You've got so much. You're, you're Steel City. You've got the lead music venue, Pulp, Def Leppard, Arctic Monkeys, right? Sean Bean. I know he's not a musician, but how am I? It's Sean Bean. You've got you've got a lot to celebrate, right? If if your thing is getting behind a condiment, have a word with yourself. Move, right? But it was great. It was great. Sheffield was lovely. Had a really nice time. Drove straight to Stafford, and we're going to do Stafford Gatehouse tonight. But on the subject of blind taste tests, I, I wouldn't mind that actually. I would do a, a blind taste. I think you can't tell the difference between Henderson's relish and Worcester sauce. I don't think you could tell the difference between Corona and Sol. I used to think I could until I took a blind taste test and I failed it miserably at my mate's house party last year. I don't think you can tell the difference also between... I honestly think if you're blindfolded, right, here is out, ketchup and brown sauce, and... <laughs> no, you think, Carl, what, have, <laughs> what on earth have you done to your taste buds? Like, I, I put chilli flakes on everything. I've... I've in my mouth, I have scorched the earth. I honestly don't think if I was blindfolded and I had a bacon sandwich with ketchup and brown sauce, I really don't think I'd be able to tell the difference. So I got back from Hull on Saturday night. This did Hull. Drove straight back and then up with Lily. Lily had been, she hadn't been well on the Saturday, so she was kind of um, acting up. Bless her. So I, we didn't. she didn't get taken out. She didn't go outside on the Saturday. So we went, right, let's see what we can do on the Sunday now that I'm back. And I know that she was acting herself because she's two now and I don't know why, but we've got a cat. We've got little Luna. She loves Luna. Loves Luna so much, she started eating Luna's food. And she tries to do it in a way, she tries to get me to go out of the room as well. She'll she'll just like shuffle up to Luna's food and she'll look at me and she just goes, bye. And I go, no, I'm not going to, I'm not going to leave so you can... <laughs> you can eat cat food, so we've got to take it off her. And then there's the inevitable kickoff that she's not allowed to eat cat food. At that point, the cat food's probably spilt all over the place. I have to get Luna new cat food, and then I've got to give her some apology dreamies, some some damage control dreamies. I'm I'm sorry that your breakfast was spoiled. I feel like the hotel manager for the cat. You know what what can I do to make this right? So I went right. We're going to take Lily to the park, and we bumped into Sophie's auntie 
as well. This is a good example of of how late I've left it to start a podcast, by the way. I got some stick for like, why now? Why <laughs> why now? Why not 20 years ago? <laughs> why are you setting a podcast up in the year 2023? I didn't think I was going to get stick from Sophie's auntie, who's 70-something. I hope she doesn't mind to say she's, she's in her 70s. Uh, I don't know how old exactly, but Sophie said, yeah, she's in her 70s. Somebody in the 70s came up to me, <laughs> Sophie's auntie, and just went, <laughs> she went, oh, I hear you've uh, started a podcast. I was like, yeah, yeah, you know, I just, you know, it's kind of keep me mind occupied while I'm while I'm on tour with all the hotel downtown. She went, yeah, no, no, it's, it's, it's good to see you finally catching up with the times. <laughs> That's from a 70-year-old talking to a 30-something to 30. How old am I? Do you ever forget how old you are? I just, yeah, I'm, I'm either 36 or 37. I've got to count, right? 87, 87, 97. 2007, 2017, 30. Okay, so I'm 30 in 2017. 80, 90, 20, 21, 22, 23. All right, great. She also said that she'd just got back from, she hadn't had a good two weeks. She'd been to three funerals in two weeks, Sophie's auntie. And I need to apologise to her the next time I see her, just in case she, she it's, it probably wasn't the best thing to say to somebody who's been to three funerals. But you have to remember, I'm I'm just back from Hull. I'm in I'm in comedy mode, like, hey, what's your name? Hey, well, that's nothing like me said. I don't know why I chose that to be in. <laughs> if you've seen us live, you know I don't go on and say, hello, what's your name? Hello, what's your name? Good night. All right. No, what you're not supposed to say to somebody, what you're not supposed to say to somebody who has been to three funerals, I was just, you know, I'm in, I'm in talking to the audience mode. I went, hey, one more, you'll be due a wedding. And I thought it was funny. You know, it's a daft joke. It's a, you know, four weddings. And if it's a silly joke, but you know, I thought it would get, it would get something. And I think, Bless, I don't know if she laughed out of politeness or anything, but when, when she went away, Sophie was like, what? That's not what you say to people when the. <laughs> so, you know, I'll have to, if this doesn't get back to her, I'll apologise to her the next time I see her. But yeah, that's where me and Sophie are different. You know, I mean, we're different so many ways. Like, I woke up the other day and we'll both go to sleep with our headphones in because the, the love is gone. We'll both go to sleep with our headphones in, listen to our respective podcasts. But because we've both got the AirPods, you ever just roll around, you wake up and you've got like one in your ear and then the other one, it's just who knows. Like, who knows where that's going? And, and there's no rhyme or reason to it as well. It can be on the floor. It can be in the middle of the bed. You can, you can, I've, I've like tried to, you know, when you, I'm trying not to wake Sophie up because it's the middle of the night and I'm trying to find it. And I, I need, I needed to get back to sleep. So I'm just trying to like caress the area around us, just trying to find it, but simultaneously not try to wake your wife. And it's so weird because then I can get up and go for a wee and come back and lie down, and you go, oh, it's behind me knee. Like, it makes no sense whatsoever. So, but Sophie, she can lose an AirPod. She can lose it and then just go on with her whole day. I could, like, everything stops from, if some, if I can't find something, it's like, right, stop, where is it? Sophie can just live a whole day and go, I'll be fine, I'll, you know, it's fine. That's how she sounds, sorry. <laughs> Not, I'll just, it'll be in the bed. I'll find it later on. It's like, I can't do that. I have to like, if it's four in the morning, I'm such a single-minded idiot. 
I'll I'll put the lamp on. I've just got to like, and I'll just go, Sophie. I'm certain, like, I'll just waft the whole quilt like a matador, and hopefully I just see this little white thing just like ping up, and then I've got it. I can't I, honestly. It's so weird. I just can't relax until I've got both of them. And I got a lot of emails as well. So thank you all very, very much for all the emails. Podcast at gmail.com. I got one that was in reference to the chicken fajita story out of the window. A lot of people saying they love that story as well. Thank you very much. I know I know the neighbor didn't. Um, he clearly <laughs> didn't. So this is from Louisa. No need to keep me anonymous. Thank you, I won't. Hi. Really enjoyed the first podcast. Looking forward to more and seeing you in Newcastle in November. Oh, yeah, that's right. Newcastle, Time Theatre, the Friday and Saturday. I think it's the 24th, 25th. The the Saturday is nearly sold out. The 24th is still tickets. Time Theatre. Your Edinburgh fajita water story and general greed sparked a few memories I thought I'd share. I lived in student flats in Edinburgh for a few years with two brilliant flatmates and plenty drunken shenanigans. Great word, shenanigans. Love shenanigans. One weekend, my friend ended up vomiting out of the window, smearing it all down the window of the lower flats. Oh, my goodness. That's great. (laughs) Maybe pretty typical student behavior, but on this occasion, there was no alcohol involved. Good God. She, She just went too hard on a Sunday dinner. Oh, my word. Toby Carvery. Good heavens. In the in the what in the name of Toby Carvery is going on? A few months later, we met some people from the lower flat. They told us the legendary story of how some drunk person upstairs had vomited down the windows. We didn't admit it was us, or that it wasn't even a wild rager. I don't know. I've never heard that expression before. A wild rager. I mean, I can you know gather what that is. If you're on one. I imagine that's probably been on one. You know, you're raging, you're on one, wild ranger, love it. Just overindulging in the Yorkshires. Excellent. The second window, there's two. The second window incident was a few years later. Another student friend had taken a one-night stand back to a flat. Lots of alcohol involved. I'm glad there's not lots of Sunday dinner involved on that one. So good, glad to hear that. She knew she was going to high up, but instead of excusing herself to discreetly go to the loo, she vomited out of the window. Classic. Onto the main street below, right next to the offie. Excellent. Well, you know, return to sender. This took a good few minutes to achieve. The catch of the window was always awkward, even when sober. She spent ages fiddling with it before it opened, but since it already started getting busy, she, she was this was all full knockers out, it says. Great. The bloke waited patiently <laughs> for her to open the catch and to high up onto the street. You know what, flapping out of the window. You'd think that would maybe dampen the mood, but they still... <laughs> I'm going to have to say that word. This, I don't know if it's a swear word or not, but they're still booked. That's B with a B. Bravo. B for Bravo, B for Booked. Hopefully they had the decency not to kiss. Thanks, Louisa. Wow. Wow. So they still they still went ahead with it afterwards. That's you know you know what? That's that's commitment. That is commitment. I I hope they lived a long, happy life together. And they've got Mom and Dad, how did you meet? Well. Well, thanks for that, Louisa. I used to high up out of the window all the time. I really when I when I was 18 and I was living with my mom and dad and some of the nights out going, Shields, Shields nights out when you are 18. I'm talking like 2003, 2005. They, oh, they were great. What was your, what was a little routine you used to do? You used to go start off at O'Brien's. I think you start off at O'Brien's or maybe it was, yeah, O'Brien's get a fishbowl, which was just like a big old, I think it was two bottles of, of cheap wine, like Bella Briscoe or Lambrini. Topped up with alcohol pops and and that and you, it was 
it was a tenner, I think. So if you and your mate went a fiver each, so that that began your night. I think it was that, and then you would go off to you go off to pucker, and then your main one. If you this was like this would make or break your night. It was if you were going to get into Atlantic, which. The last I heard, Atlantic was Life O'Reilly. I don't know what it is now in Shields. If you got ID'd, then that was that was your night over. You were just having it was like an early bath, have an early bath, going home. But it was always there was always like a support group for people who got knocked back. I remember I used to walk around the back of Atlantic, and there were like three or four lads who all got knocked back, and it was like everyone thought, right, well, if if I go in with different clothes on, then they might not realise that I'm 14 or something. <laughs> and I remember he used to go around. There was just there was just lads changing T-shirts and trainers and jeans and just anything. You, you had one lad on each other's shoulders with a big long jacket and a fake moustache just try, trying to get in. But yeah, if you got knocked back from there, and then everyone would always go clubbing, but I never, I never went clubbing because I had a, I had a curfew because I lived in Jarrow, so my mum put like a, a ten thirty or an eleven o'clock curfew. Um, this was before I was eighteen. This is like sixteen, seventeen. Put a curfew, so I would, I would do Atlantic, and then at half ten, I would, I would have to go and get the last bus home, the five four four or the five two eight. I can't remember which one. I remember one time I was so drunk, I just, I fell asleep on the bus. And I missed my stop and the bus went all the way back to Shields. So I woke up and I was exactly in the same place where, in fact, no, the depot was further back. So I wasted a whole hour and I was about the better part of 500 meters behind where I started an hour previous. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. 
But 18, once I was 18 and I was able to go out, yes, uh, Louisa, don't feel bad for your mate. I, I did the exact same thing. I would just, my bed was like right next to me window. I just used to open the window and just sound effect, hoa, just to open it, where? Just one of them. I remember I used to wake up nine in the morning and my mom was just, ah, oh, Carl. Just, <laughs> I've got a history of just throwing things out the window. Ah, oh, God. Well, you can clean this. I remember, I, I say I used to have to get up and clean. I did. I, I would sleep in. This is how this is how horrible I used to be. I sleep in and then I get up at twelve once it's all slept off. And at that point, my mom's already cleaned it off. Bless her. So yeah, I know my mom listens to this now as well. She sent us a text to say she enjoyed the first one. So sorry, mom. Sorry about that. I remember getting back drunk, not really. And my mom and dad had ordered a curry. So me, me curry order uh, back then it was either an onion bhaji starter, which it was on this occasion, or a chicken chat, which later became puna chicken on puree. The on puree bit is where you get the the little pancake, the little chapati. But some Indian restaurants, you say chicken chat and you just and you get the the chapati, and some you say chicken chat and you don't. And I've I've had a when you don't, so now I always have to go on puree. But it was onion bhaji on this occasion, and then I used to get oh he has another food he has another horrible food thing I used to I forgot all about this I used to be massive you know that's why I'm going to the gym now all the time and that I've you know because there's always there's always a bigger guy trying to get out. When I was eighteen, I was nineteen stone. I used to. This would be a typical day for me, right? This is this is obscene, actually, thinking back. Good Lord. So I would start the day off, full English breakfast. I would get four bits of bacon. It was four. Four was the only number I knew, evidently. Four bits of bacon, four sausages, four, four eggs, four bits of toast, a full tin of beans, a full pack of mushrooms. I don't, I don't have tomatoes on. And I don't have ketchup or brown sauce. The beans is enough of a sauce. Anyone who's having sauce and beans, again, you need your head looked at. And I would have, that would be me breakfast, but then I would have a breakfast dessert and I would have a full bar of galaxy chocolate and I would melt that in the microwave. So it just, it just smeared all over the plate. And then I would put on half of a chocolate cheesecake and that would like a full chocolate, half of it. And that was me, that's, that began me day. And then probably a McDonald's during the day. And then my mom and dad, hey, we're ordering a curry. Do you want it? Yes, please. I'll have the onion bhaji. I'll have a garlic naan. I'll have pilau rice. I always say pilau rice. Like it's like it's a metro station. Pilau rice. And <laughs> and what, what would I get at the time? I think I just got a um, chicken tikka buna. This, I mean, I've, I've, I mean, now I've progressed. I'll have a chicken tikka madras now. But back then it was chicken tikka buna. No, like no spice, right? And... I would get the sauce, the yogurt sauce that you got with the bhaji. I would ask for an extra one of them because this is what I used to do. I used to put the garlic the garlic naan on a plate, the rice on top of the garlic naan, and then pour the curry on top. So you would just, you, if you wanted to, you could try and pick it all up. I, mean, I wouldn't advise it into some sort of like burrito. But then I would get the yogurt and I would just pour the yogurt all on top. And that was me. That was me thing. And I'll be honest, I invented that because... When we would go for a curry, me and the lads, I never ever wanted to share a nan. And there was, and I thought the only way I can really, you know, make sure that I'm not sharing a nan is if I just get me nan, put it straight on the plate, which I did. And I got nothing but abuse for it. For In fact, me mates still bring it up, actually. And quite right. Quite right. They should bring it up. It was a very greedy, gluttonous thing to do. No wonder. And then I would say to me mom, 
Hey, man, why am I putting all this weight? Well, muscle weighs more than fat. All right, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, another curry, please. So one time I got back and I'd been on the drink. And I remember I was just trying to, I was trying to find me onion bhaji. It was just in the oven. I was just so drunk. I didn't realize that they just left it in the oven. And I was looking all over the house for it. Again, ear pods. I couldn't relax until I knew where the bhaji was. My main meal was right there. I could have just had that. No, I need to have me bhaji first. And I remember I was looking and I went into my bedroom in the middle of the night. This is like two in the morning. And I'd picked me mattress up and I was looking under me bed. And I remember my mom just came in. She thought they were like burglars. And she was just like, Carl, what on earth are you doing? And I was just like, I'm trying to find me bhaji. <laughs> <laughs> and she just looked at us She just went Are you for real? But Louisa Don't worry too much About your mate Because One of the worst states I ever got in It was my 18th birthday party And we had it At the Jarrow Ex-Servicemen's Club uh, Commonly known as The Jarra X And it was the Honestly I'd like I'd invited everybody From sixth form It was It was You know It was It was a big thing Thinking of how much money My mum and dad Must have spent on it The big occasion My mum made so much food There was a big buffet It was just like It was a It was such a nice party And I didn't I don't remember any of it I just got in such a state I think I had so much I had so many bottles of Stella Before I even Left for the party And then And then my mates You remember at the time When everyone turned 18 And you just make everyone A dirty pint It was it was disgusting. I hope that doesn't happen now. And if you don't know what a dirty pint is, you've you've good on you. Do you know what I mean? You've you've had a better life. You've um you would get all of the shots. You would get like a whiskey. You go behind the bar, and and I can't believe they would make this as well. The, the a shot of vodka, a shot of whiskey, shot of rum, tequila, anything that's behind the bar. Just like fill a pint glass with all of those things. And once you've exhausted all the possible shots, then just top that up with lager. And yeah, I remember, and and you had to down it as well. That's so dangerous. Like thinking back, that is so dangerous. And yeah, I remember the next thing I knew, I woke up and I was I was at home. So that that happened at around about eight o'clock at night, and I don't remember anything since. And I remember waking up the next day, and my dad was in the in the bed with us. He's obviously been with us to make sure that like I didn't. This I'm not proud of this to make sure like you didn't die in your sleep or choke on your sick or something. But it's very confusing waking up and and you, you know your dad's there and I was just like did what did did we book is that what <laughs> you know no son no son you you were trying to but I wasn't having any of it <laughs> sorry that's too much that's horrible so yeah sick out of the window I can totally understand don't feel too bad about it I've I've done it many many times if you've got a sick out of the window story get in touch. So like I say, I've been trying to get back into the fitness now that Lily's got a grand's on a Wednesday, Thursday, Friday in nursery. I've got like a lot more time now, so it's great. So I'm driving to the gym yesterday at home and I saw my mate Phil Lauder on South Gosforth Bank. And I've been known Phil since we were at St. Joseph's Sixth Form together. So I've known him for since we were 16. And I call I call Phil Lauder, I call him Lahu because it was Lauder and then just La. And then Lahu. Yeah, you know how nicknames just degenerate. Like I've got a mate called Ben. And I've never called him Ben. I think it was Ben, Benjamin, Jammin, Jaja, Juice, Mr. Juice, Senior Juice. Oh, it was Jaja, so Jaja Binks as well. So you got Binks for a bit. Again, all me, none of me mates ever joined in on this. Senior Juice, Senior Ore, Ore, Ore. 
So I saw Phil Lauder and I got so excited because I've only been driving for two years. I haven't really, you know, when like you were 18 and all your mates passed and everyone was buzzing and everyone drives you to McDonald's and all that. Like I didn't, I didn't start driving until much later. And then it took us four times to pass. And I was like, you know what? It's not for me. I'll, I'll stay, I'll stay off the roads. I'll do everyone a favor. I'm clearly not very good at it. So I've only been driving for two years since Lily's been born. And I saw Phil and I got so excited. I immediately regressed to a 17-year-old, so excited to see his mate. I wound the window down and I shouted Lahu as loud as I could. I can't do it into the mic because it'll just it'll, it's going to hurt people's ears if you've got your headphones in. So I'm going to walk to the back of the hotel room, which won't take long, and I'm going to shout Lahu. And so I see Phil and this is this is how I greeted him after I haven't seen him for about six months. Lahu! And he got... He got such a fright. He really did. <laughs> you know, I've had the cheek to ask for a quiet room in this hotel so that I can record this podcast. And now I'm <laughs> shouting lahu at the top of my lungs as well. He got a fright. He didn't turn around because he was obviously like, whatever that shout is, I don't want to be a part of it. He had one foot in the pot and he just stopped. He just stopped dead in his tracks. And then, like, am I going to acknowledge that? No. And then continue to go in. So I had to just go, Laura. Like, he's like, all oh, right, it's you. Wow. And then, unbeknownst to me, he'd already sent me a WhatsApp voice note, which I checked when I got to the gym and I wasn't driving and everything was safe. I checked that. And he just sent me a voice note from episode one, just going, Fawfy. Which I thought was how it's not serendipitous, is it? It's coincidental. He sends me a voice. We haven't spoke for months. He sends me a voice note, and then immediately we see each other. It was great. And I told Sophie, I was like, "Hey, I just I just bumped into Phil," and she was like, "How is he?" And I went, "What do you mean? Well, how is he doing?" I don't know. Like, I think that's the difference between men and women, isn't it? It's just I don't know how he's doing. Like, how's how's his family? How's how's his mom? How's his dad? How's his wife? How's his child? We've both got kids the same age as well. How's his business doing? I, I don't know. That's just, I haven't seen him for months. I said, Lahu. He said, Fonfi. And that's all you need sometimes. You know what I mean? We could probably go months without seeing If If you've got really good mates, you know, one of your best mates, oh, sometimes all you need is a Fonfi and a Lahu. But yeah, like I say, I was going swimming. I've got right back into me swimming. I can do 80 lengths in about 45 minutes, which I'm, I'm quite pleased with. You know, I'm not, I'm not a professional athlete or anything, but it's, it's a nice, nice thing being able to do that. So I'm in the fast lane, right? Because I I I'm not arrogant enough to assume I'm a fast swimmer. So I always start in the medium and I'll adjust accordingly. I wish everybody else did the same, but you can't, okay, don't, don't be walking out of Subway in the swimming pool, Carl, all right? So I start in the medium, no good. Fast lane, right, great. Do you know there's a guy, like, I don't know how people get so, like, they're either oblivious or they're so confident. I couldn't believe it, right? But what they've done, he was swimming backstroke, swimming backstroke in the fast lane. Do you know how oblivious or arrogant you, you've got to be? And he wasn't, he wasn't keeping the pace as well. He really wasn't. So everyone was having to swim around. I just think, I think backstroke in a public pool is such an arrogant move. It really, honestly, it really, really is. I just think there's no place for it. You know, it's hard enough when I think go about six people, and if there's six people in in a lane, it's 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 a tight fit as it is. You know, you've got to know you've got to know that there was somebody much faster than me. So every time she came around, I made sure I just got right out of her way so she could go past. And then there's this guy on his holidays for heaven's sake. Mind you, I was swimming in Liverpool recently, and there was a guy in front of me, and I needed past him. I think I was just swimming slightly faster than now. And, I, and I, once we got to the top, I went, "Excuse me, you wouldn't mind if I just go past?" And I'd never heard this before, but he was like. I just touched me foot, mate. I went, what? 
He went, yeah, just touch me foot. I went, what do you mean? He went, well, if you tap me foot, I, then I know I'm you're behind us and I'll just let you pass. It's what the athletes do. And I went, wow, that makes a lot of sense. I really wish I'd have known that. In Manche- I lived in Manchester for um, about four years when I was a teacher and I used to swim at the aquatic centre. And that was that was horrible because that was like the fast lane at rush hour when everyone's finished work, which what rush hour is. But, you know, the, the, the evening rush hour, and there, I say there were six people in this one the other day. I swear there was probably about 20, uh, maybe like, you know, 15 at least, 15 in a, in a lane. And you literally had to wait until there was an opening and just like go in and swim and not stop. It was like a, a clockwise circular human centipede. Like there was no daylight between you and the next person. And thinking back, there were so many people who tapped me foot. And I just thought it was an aggression thing. So the, if they're tapping me foot. And I, I remember I'm kicking them back, thinking like, who does this guy holding on to me foot? I've got, I've got to kick him off. <laughs> I mean, looking back, obviously just wanted past. I really wish I had met that Liverpool guy about 10 years ago. He would have saved me so many arguments at the Manchester Aquatic Centre. Some people got really angry. I mean, looking back, it's fair enough if I'm kicking them. Like, I remember one guy w- were arguing and he heard me accent. And I can only assume he's, he's you know, you're, his hearing wasn't great. Maybe he's got water in his ear and he hears a Newcastle accent. And I, what's it similar to? I can only assume he must have thought it was like Eastern European. Because I remember we're arguing and he just went, F off back to your own country. And I was like, what? Like, what? That's what, so somebody just swearing at us like like that like, f off back to your own country racial abuse for, for, for a geordie which was weird right f off back to your own country and i just went i'm from newcastle and he went oh well we'll go there then i was like all right great so he's, he's not climbing down from that at all just horrible horrible racist man hope he's drowned but getting back to the backstroke, yeah, I think I think the only time you should do a backstroke is if you are on your holidays. And even then, if you're on your holidays, you need to make sure there's nobody else in the pool. The ideal place for the backstroke is the sea. Literally, if you're backstroke, get in the sea and hopefully it'll carry you away. Well, I think we'll have time for one more email here. Do you have a weird nickname for your friend? Have you had an argument in the swimming pool? Do you have a sick out-of-the-window story? Do you have a specific way of eating your curry, like putting it all on top of a naan bread so you don't have to share it? What's your Subway story? Get in touch. I want to hear. Podcast at gmail.com. So the last question on the emails here are, uh, Carl, what is, before you did stand-up comedy, what is the worst job you've ever had? And I've had a few. I know I mentioned them, I kind of listed them off in the first episode. The The worst one would definitely was when I was a janitor and it was when I was a student. So I was still studying maths at Newcastle University and I was just agency staff. So I think it was, they were called direct recruitment from what I remember. And they would just send you a text. There's an opening at Newcastle races. Do you want to, do you want to be working as like catering staff on set? And you just reply yes. And then they'd let you know if you got it, that type of thing. So I obviously haven't read the text one time and it was for a company called Mize and Radiators. And I thought I was just going to be, it was a two week job, I guess, to replace somebody who was going on holiday. And I thought, oh, okay, no worries. I've, I've done a bit of, you know, production work. I thought they were just going to have us in the factory, you know, doing some donkey work, some sort of manual labour. They went, so get there for seven in the morning. So it meant I had to go get the metro from Ilford Road to Haymarket and then go get the bus from Haymarket to Team Valley. Got there at seven. They were like, oh, yeah, you're, you're the new one. Yeah, great, great, great. And they went, right, here's your mop. Here's your bucket. Here's the clean products. And I went, all right, sorry. I was like, I thought I was going to be... And they went, oh, no, 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 this is a, this is the janitor. And I went, oh, okay, no worries. So that's how I ended up being the janitor. And 
I don't know why, I always don't know why this sticks in my head, and I don't know why I find it very, very funny, but the cafe opened at around about half ten, and everyone would go get the breakfast sandwiches, and I would have a bacon and egg, some people's sausage and eggs, you know, ex- you know what a breakfast is, you don't need us to explain what a breakfast sandwich could be. The person serving was like, so what's on your, what's on your sausage, do you want tomato sauce, do you want brown sauce, do you want an egg, do you want mushrooms, whatever. And this guy must have just wanted a plain sausage sandwich with no condiments whatsoever. And I don't know why. This happened when I was 18 years old, and this is just stuck in my head. I remember she just shouted across, What's on your sausage? Just sausage! And, I, <laughs> and the bloke's reading the paper. He said, I, I don't know why. I don't know why that's funny. Just, What's on your sausage? Just sausage. But I just started doing comedy while I was the janitor. And I remember I just got to the final of the So You Think You're Funny competition. And I had to be in Edinburgh on like a Thursday, it was Thursday night. So essentially I needed, I needed two days off from this job and, the, and it was only a two week placement. So they're like, well, what's, what's going on? And I, and you know, you try not to, especially when you start now, you never ever want to tell people you're doing comedy because the worst thing that could happen is that they come to an open mic night and you, you have a horrible gig and they go, all right, okay, well that's how he spends his time. Weird. But this time I had to let me guard down and I had to ask the guy for two days off so that I could go up to Edinburgh and do the, so you think you're funny competition. And I think looking back, this was a bit of a power move from the guy. Like I, I don't think it's a very nice thing to do, but I didn't know any better. I was 18. He said, all right, well, what do you do? Do you do stand up comedy? Do you? And I was like, yeah, yeah. You know, um, Oh, what type of stuff do you do? And you have to go into all of that. And he was like, and it was him. And he's like a, assistant big office big long table and it was just me with me mop and these two blokes these two fully grown adults he went go on then i went what he was like i go on then do a bit and i went really he was like well if you want the if you want the time off then do and i was like oh man so yeah so not only was it a bad job i had to then like have a bad gig at me bad job i I remember i did me full five minutes and to his credit though they were both laughing they were both but it was still quite a you know humiliating thing to do but he was like yeah and then he gave us the days off so i guess you know give and take Uh, no hard feelings, but I thought, looking back, you know, probably a bit of a weird power move. I don't understand that, but fine. Okay. I went up to Edinburgh, didn't win, but it was, it was a great, you know, to get to the final of the So You Think You're Funny in your first couple of years or whatever. It, it was great. Got back, but that it, when I got back, it was like me dreams were shattered. I thought I was going to go, I was going to win, I was going to get signed by somebody, I was going to win the cash prize. I've only been doing comedy for 18 months, right? I'm going to be a superstar. So I started at seven in the morning. Think of that. That means I'm coming in to clean the toilets after the night shift. I remember going in and my first job was to clean eight toilets from the night shift. And it was just, it was exact, however, whatever picture you've got in your head now, it was just, it, it was that. I remember each toilet had its own little pattern on as well. It was like a modern art exhibit. And I remember just wanting to get that toilet clean as quickly as possible. So I had the toilet brush and I was just going for it and going for it and then thinking in my head, right, okay, don't worry. I'm sure there's no more gigs coming up. You know, there'll be more opportunities. And I'm doing, I'm not really concentrating. I'm trying to do it as quickly as I can. And I must have put the toilet brush in too quickly and just like a load of toilet, like unflushed toilet water just, just slapped us in the face. And it was the... It was the physical realisation that comedy is going to take a lot longer to get good at while it's just dripping down the side of my face. So for all of those reasons, thanks for the question. Being the janitor at that factory in Team Valley for two weeks was easily the worst job I've ever had. Well, that's all we've got time for. Thank you very much to everyone who's listened. Thanks to everyone who got in touch. You can get in touch on anything that we've talked about in the episode, Podcast at gmail.com. I'm going to be on tour until the end of the year. Get your tickets at carlhutchinson.net. Thanks very much. Have a good week.